Paul and Angie Lingzo, founders of the Lingzo Fitness Academy, bring you the missing piece. Mission, mindset, and mechanics for your complete transformation. As creators of the Anti-Diet Mindset Reprogram, Paul and Angie have all the missing pieces you need to make the leap to your best life. Welcome to The Missing Piece. Welcome back, everyone, to The Missing Piece Podcast. Angie here. Special episode. I'm going to be going solo with this one, and I'm going to do some tactical meal prep advice. I get asked a lot about meal prep and how we make it work at the Lingzo house. And if you go back to our staple meal episode, we kind of get into what a staple meal is to us, what those staple foods look like, how to create structure around your day to make it easy to fit your food in and then have more mental bandwidth for other stuff. But sometimes the idea of meal prep can get a little overwhelming to people. So I wanted to come at you with my best tips. And if you feel like this is a missing piece for you, you're like, I know I want to do it. I know it could help me. I know it could create more structure in my day. It could help me get results quicker, but I just, I can't get a handle on it. Well, I'm your girl. I'm here for you. And uh, yeah, well, before I get started though, don't forget, jump on over to the missing piece podcast.com. That's where you can follow us. And there it'll lead you to a link to our Facebook group, Lingzo Fitness Academy. And I'm going to be doing a tactical call today. And we do tons of tactical calls in the group, free trainings that are going to help you just see the big picture with what you need to do for your fitness and nutrition to get the results you want. You can also watch old podcasts there. Follow us on Instagram and check out our website for the anti-diet fitness and nutrition program, the one that might be coming up next. All right. So here we go. Let's talk about troubleshooting meal prep. And I think when people think meal prep, they're probably seeing this on like social media or maybe you've seen it in a magazine where people are prepping every single meal for the week and they're putting them in those beautiful plastic containers where everything looks just gorgeous, right? They have their their meat next to their carb and their, you know, their sauces and they have it done for 21 meals. And I'm about to tell you that for most of us, that is just not realistic. And I am a mom of two 21-month-old boys, and they are busy. I run the business with my husband. I, you know, I got a lot of obligations. And to me, that idea of meal prep, of making that many meals, it would never work in my life. However, if that does work for you and you're doing it, keep going with it. But I want to give you some different ways to think about meal prep and how you can actually implement it into your week to make it work for you. So first thing I like to tell people is think about the what, the how, and the when. So what are you going to prep? How are you going to prep it? And when are you going to prep it? So once you have that decided, you know what the foods are that you have to put on your grocery list. You go out, you shop them, and then you know, okay, this is how I'm going to do it. And what I mean by how I'm going to prep it, it is, are you going to use an Instant Pot? Do you have to use something on the stove to cook? Is it going to be in the oven? Are you going to grill it? Is it just going to be frozen vegetables that you throw in the microwave? So you first you have your what, what's it going to be? How are you going to prep it? And then when are you going to do it? So you have to know your schedule and it has to become a repeating thing week to week of when you're actually going to get that food from the store and to however you're going to store it and cook it and then to your plate. And so how's that going to look for you? So think about what, how and when and then make it just be a part of your routine. So you have that decided 
the biggest thing is, well, how does that actually work in real life? And I think this is where so many people get overwhelmed. They have the tools. They know what to do. They know what they should eat. But they're like, hey, like applying it versus like what my versus like reality and what my day and my schedule actually looks like. That's where we can sometimes you know, almost put a roadblock on ourselves where we're like, I don't have the time to do that. Like, I don't have time on Sunday for four hours to be cooking every single meal for the week. It doesn't have to be like that. Some of the other roadblocks I see when people like kind of put a halt on it is, well, I have a family to cook for too, right? Like I'm not just cooking for myself. I have to think about what they want and how I'm going to make sure I have food for myself and for them. So then you feel like you're doing double the work. Maybe you have within that family setting, you have picky eaters. So then you're trying to plan for all that. Maybe you literally just don't have time to prep. Maybe when you look at your week and your obligations, maybe it is limited. Maybe you don't have four hours on a Sunday or on a Wednesday, or you're not home during the day that you can do all this meal prep. Maybe you're a terrible cook. I hear this one all the time. They're like, I just can't make my food taste palatable. I'm a really bad cook. So that stops people from doing that traditional meal prep. And then the last big one I see is I hate cooking. Like you just don't find enjoyment to be in that kitchen, maybe with music on. For me, maybe it's I've got a beer that I'm drinking. Maybe that just that whole ritual and experience, it's not fun for you. And so when you think about, well, how am I going to, you know, have the food that I need to lose weight or lose body fat or just to not gain weight and you hate cooking, maybe that's something that you're like, I need to figure that out. Okay. So typically when we have these roadblocks, I feel like what I see the most is it's a product of being resistant to change because when we need to figure out the what, the when, the how, and how to make it work in real life, it's going to require some change. And change is just not comfortable. That's just the way that it is. And it's going to require maybe giving up something to add in something different. Uh, People also have the fear of screwing it up. And so they just think that it has to be a certain way. Like, I'm not good at cooking chicken and I'm going to screw it up. And so that's going to ruin my entire meal prep. Or I don't know how to cook. And so if I even attempted meal prep, it's not going to turn out the way that it should. And they just think it has to be perfect. And that goes through, you know, for a lot of things in life. But when we're talking about meal prep, like, Yes, it is going to require some change in your schedule. It maybe may require some change in how you are currently doing it. And yeah, you might screw it up like anything else, but then you just learn what to do or what not to do next time. So what can we do about it? Like, how can we look at meal prep? How can we troubleshoot this thing where it's going to make it super easy? First, I would say like anything in life, just be flexible. Just know that it's not going to be perfect and that it's okay if you have to pivot and if you have to adapt, be excited about maybe mastering some new skills, right? We, we always want to be growing and meal prep, it can be fun and it, you can see the benefit of how not only will it help you have more structure around your food and help you get to that body you want or how you want to feel as far as energy and performance goes. But I mean, learning a new skill means we're always moving forward and that's, you know, pretty powerful in itself. And then just define what you're actually looking to gain from meal prep. Like maybe right now it's just total chaos in your way that you eat or the way that you prepare food for yourself or for your family. And that can create a lot of mental stress. When we are always thinking about, well, what's my next meal going to be? Like, how am I going to get it to the table? Like, what if we just 
had some type of theme for the week or we had a little bit of time and energy put into this and all of a sudden your mental bandwidth was opened up for other things that you want to do and that you want to enjoy. So what are you looking to gain from it first? And I can tell you, like when I meal prep, I don't even think about it right anymore because it's just, I don't know, like every Sunday I make chicken and then maybe Tuesday I'm out of chicken. So I make more chicken and then we have rice packets available or I have oat packets. Like I don't think about it as meal prep. I just think about it as I just eat the same foods, very similar, you know, week to week. I change up the flavors with like sauces and spices and stuff like that. So when I look at meal prep, I think about it as I just want more time to do other things. And so if I just know that there's food that's there and it's readily available to me, no matter how it gets from the store to my plate, then I know that there's nutritious food that's going to give me energy, that's going to help me be a better performer in work and in the gym. It's probably going to make me feel better in my body. So I'm just making sure that when I'm meal prepping, I have foods readily available that don't make me feel bloated or, you know, that I don't have trouble digesting. And then I also meal prep some things that like I get super excited about, like I want to make sure I'm enjoying my food. And once I have that, like when the prep is done, then all it is is assembling at that point. And it allows me to then have more time to spend with my family, with working on the business, with being who our clients need us to be. And I'm not just, you know, frantically figuring out like, well, what food am I going to eat if I want to be lean? Or what food am I going to eat, you know, if I'm going to be having company over? I just know what to do at that point. So my, I'm going to break it down in four different categories of like my tips and tricks and things that I have picked up along the way that I have learned from others that I've taught myself And I do a lot of observing of our clients and I pick up tips and tricks from them, too. And I try to understand, like, what is their biggest hiccup? Like, it's not actually meal prep. Like, we all know how to do it. We know why we should do it. We know the benefits we'll get from it. But I think that if you can look at it in four different ways, and I'm going to do family cooking, time commitment, palatable food and how to make it quick and efficient for your prep, then I think you could go out and just start working on one at a time and executing and and realizing this doesn't have to be like a big to do when you are meal prepping. So let's go with family cooking first. I have picky eaters. I have to make multiple meals like this sometimes can just pump that like we stop the break right there. We're like, I'm not doing it. Like I don't have the time and energy to do it. So first, I always say cook ingredients, not recipes. I grew up and I, you know, I love my mom and she has since passed away about a month ago, but I, I will never forget that woman had a new recipe on the table every single night and she worked full time and there was three of us. So I have two other siblings. I don't know how she did it. I mean, it was like a a beautifully marinated pork tenderloin one night to chicken lo mein the next to meatloaf. And it was a recipe after a recipe and she did it all. And I Like, I do just remember her being in the kitchen a lot, like coming home straight from work and not being able to like sit down and enjoy her family. And so if you still have the time to make recipes, by all means, go for it. Like when I look at the pace of what we live in today, I I don't have time for that. I don't have the energy for it. Like I want to put my energy into other things. And I'm not saying that I don't love making recipes. It's just majority of the time I'm going to look at how can I just make ingredients to make it easier to get that food to the table for my boys and for myself or for my husband. And so cook ingredients. This is going to save you so much mental stress. So try not try to get away from recipes and try to cook ingredients. And I'll, I'll kind of tell you why. So make 
two to three proteins in bulk. If you want to start anywhere, like that's what you need to do because protein is going to require the most attention to actually cook it. Now, can you go and buy your proteins like a rotisserie chicken and chicken sausages? They have different frozen cooked meat at Costco. I don't know if you're near Costco. They have this delicious grass fed top sirloin that's already cooked, but Protein is going to be the one nutrient that you probably have to put some energy into. So we always say choose about two to three that you do have to prep, like that you have to put energy into. So maybe you have to brown ground turkey and you have to bake chicken and you have to bake pork tenderloin and then make them in bulk. And then I'm going to teach you how you can change the flavor of those. And I would recommend doing it every three days. I just feel like making meat for a whole week. I don't really like to reheat it that long. I just feel like it gets weird and rubbery, but if you're okay with it, go for it. We recommend every three days and two to three proteins. So think about the ones that you and your family enjoy. And then pick a theme. So pick, choose that flavor and pick a flavor theme based off of it. And then it requires a lot less stress to serve picky eaters. So maybe you go and make a giant batch of ground turkey. Rather than making it all as taco meat or all as marinara sauce, why not just make it with some simple seasoning like salt and pepper, and then you can change the flavor as you go throughout the week or for that individual when you're serving it. And so let's pretend that I chose ground turkey as my protein, and then I wanted it that night as tacos. When I'm actually assembling, it, all I have to do is add some taco sauce or some taco seasoning for myself. And then maybe the next night, we're going to decide to have that with pasta. So you throw in some marinara sauce. And then maybe you want it as sloppy joes. And so you can either do that, if you do have a picky eater who will eat only one thing, you can serve it to them that night. But then you can take that bulk protein and you can use it for your family throughout the week and just change the theme of it. And then once you know what that theme is going to be, so let's say it was ground turkey and I was going to do the taco meat, then you just add your starch to go with it and a vegetable and you're good to go. So I'll be like, okay, I'll grab some taco shells or some tortilla chips and then I've got my starch and I'll throw in some veggies to go with that. So I like to say when it comes to family cooking or just cooking for yourself in general, remember mood and food. Your mood around food can change very quickly. So rather than making these big recipes like a giant batch of chili, wine, and maybe, you, I don't know about you, but like I'll get so excited, I'm going to make chili, and then I have it one time, and then the next day I'm like, well, I kind of want to go back to the other foods that I eat. Like I'm tired of eating chili already, but now I have 12 more servings of chili, and I'm like, what to do with it? This happens a lot with people that I coach in recipes, so I always say like, Your mood is going to change around your food. So if you can just prep ingredients, so choose the one ingredient and prep it and then be able to change it into a meal based off your mood, it makes it way easier. So then let's say you made your big batch of like shredded chicken and you woke up that day and you were like, I'm really in the mood for buffalo sauce. Great. You can make a buffalo chicken slider or mix that chicken with some buffalo sauce and some jasmine rice and throw in some coleslaw mix. And that's kind of like eating buffalo dip. So your mood's going to change with your food. So prep ingredients and it's going to make it easier to do that. Okay, let's go into time. I don't have the time to meal prep because meal prep takes making a grocery list, shopping your grocery list, prepping your list, and then actually serving the food. And so let's just remember 
the age we live in. All your groceries can be ordered online and delivered or, you know, curbside pickup. And what's cool about different apps is it saves your grocery list. And most people, when they start looking at meal prep a little different and they just start prepping ingredients, your list kind of stays the same week to week because, again, you can change your, your mood food based on sauces and spices and the starch you serve with it. And so just use a delivery service. Pay that little bit extra. That's going to save you a lot of time. Cook those proteins in bulk. I already said it, but when you want to save time, you choose that protein, you make a lot of it, and then change the flavor of it as you go throughout the week. Take some help from local restaurants and grocery stores. Like, I think that, you know, we think, oh, everything has to be homemade when we meal prep. It's not the truth. Like, there's a couple local restaurants that I like in the Chicago land where they make a really good, like, piece of roasted chicken. Or our grocery stores, a lot of them, you can go choose your protein right out of the case and have the person at the grill make it right in front of you. And so take help where you need it. So if you're someone who doesn't like cooking or you're not good at it, go take some help from different restaurants. Yeah, maybe it's going to have a little extra sodium or oil than you would use at home, but it's better than probably just getting fast food every time. All right, pay the premium for cut fruit and vegetables. I'll tell you, I'll go around that salad bar and I would choose the ones that are already cut that I might want for the night that maybe I'm making stir fry with or I need it for a certain like recipe I am making. I'll pay a little bit extra to save time on cutting vegetables. It is, I'm I'm telling you, it's a game changer. So if you don't have time, pay a little extra, get all the cut up fruit and the cut up vegetables. And then meal delivery service. How many of them are there out there? And you could do the ones where they send you the food, like I think like Blue Apron or HelloFresh, where you have to still like make the recipe. But there's also ones out there that just send you the meal altogether. And if you're really trying to lose weight and you know that you have to have your calories like in a certain amount, like meal delivery services are great now because most of them list all of their macronutrient and calorie information. So Long story short with time, whatever saves you time and keeps you aligned with your goals, it's worth the investment a lot. Okay, palatable foods. So maybe, like we already talked about, maybe you just don't know how to make your food taste good. If you don't know how to make it taste good and you're meal prepping, you're not going to eat it. It's just going to be a waste of time. So I picked this up from a friend who was a chef and they were like, yeah, you know how we make things taste good. It's salt, fat, acid. I was like, huh. You're totally right. Like I just cook like this naturally, but like when someone else from a different profession like tells you, it just totally clicks. So if you think about when you go to a restaurant, like why something tastes so good, it's because they're putting salt on their food and they're combining it with some type of fat and they're usually then using a little like punch of flavor with something acidic. And so when I am preparing food, I'm not scared of salt. A lot of people are like, well, you shouldn't use salt. And I'm like, well, I eat mostly single ingredient foods, so it's just the food itself, and that means it's not already been salted. And so if you're eating mostly nutrient-dense food and you are prepping it or you're still buying it from a store, your sodium intake isn't that high, and we can do a whole nother episode on sodium, but then use salt. Like, that's where flavor comes from, and you'll know, like, okay, if I have my staple meals and I want to make them taste good, like my bulk proteins, if I put a little salt on it, it's already going to taste better than if I just made that chicken breast plain, and then add a little fat. So proteins with fat naturally are going to just taste better, so like chicken thighs, uh, let's see here pork loin, 
80-20 ground beef or even like 90-10. They already have salmon. They have fat in them. So that's why it has that nice buttery like taste on your tongue. It just tastes a little better. But if you're making something leaner or you're looking to add more flavor, use butter and oils. That's where that fat content can come from and it's going to give it way more flavor. And then acid, it's just like it gives you a little extra zing, right? So think about different hot sauces, vinegars, citruses, uh, anything that's going to like there's so many vinegars out there you can play with from apple cider to balsamic to champagne ones. Like if you're making, let's say you made your ingredients, right? And you had chicken and you made rice and you have some frozen vegetables, whatever it is. Let's say you're going to make a chicken vegetable rice bowl. You add a little bit of vinegar on there and just maybe like a squeeze of orange. All of a sudden, like the entire flavor changes and it just boosts it and tastes so much better. So when you're making food and you want to be like, how do I just make it palatable? The simplest way to do it is salt, fat and acid. And then, yeah, like I'll use my chicken and rice example. So Yeah, sometimes I'll add citrus, some oil, fresh herbs are a great way to do it. And then I'll also do that chicken and rice as like a fried rice. And so I'm taking this ingredient and I'm figuring out how can I make it taste good? And so I might spray a pan with some cooking spray and then I get it really, really hot and I add my jasmine rice in first. And then I might use for like my acid punch or just some type of flavor like coconut aminos and it starts to brown that rice. And then I add my shredded chicken. I pull out my peas and carrots from the freezer. I add those in there. So my chicken was already prepped. My rice was already prepped. I'm literally just reheating stuff and I'm layering flavor. And I might add some low sodium soy sauce just to give it a little bit more of that salt taste. And then I'll scramble an egg in it for that fattier taste, right? So you just think about how do I take these ingredients and turn it into something? And then meal prep is just ingredient prep and it's meal assembling. All right. And then quick and efficient. So I picked this up on I was probably another podcast I was listening to. And then I broke it down to make it more sense, like in my head and what I see most people struggle with. So when you want it to be quick and efficient, when you don't want to spend like four hours on a day you have off cooking, think about it as three different ways. You have long cooking stuff, middle of the road and time sensitive. So you want to start your long cooking stuff first. It's your set it and forget it kind of things. So these are like slow cooker dishes. It may be a smoked meat. It's braising. It's stuff you don't need much attention to. So I would start those first. So maybe I was going to make a like shredded pork in the slow cooker, I would get that going first. So it's easy. I just throw it in there. I set it. I can walk away from it. And then I'd start on middle of the road stuff. This stuff takes about 20 minutes to two hours. And that could be stuff that's going to go in the air fryer, the instant pot. Maybe it's something you're making on the stove, like rice or quinoa. Maybe it's just like browned meat. Maybe it's something that's going in the oven that's going to be a little bit quicker, like you're going to roast vegetables or you're going to roast potatoes for the week. So think about, okay, I get my long cooking first. Then I'll start my middle of the road where I can't really leave. I have to be here, but it doesn't require me just to stand over it. So then you get those things going. So maybe, for example, in the instant pot, I would have so I'd have the slow cooker going with protein one for shredded pork in the instant pot. I would throw in chicken and that takes about 35 minutes. So that's going to be my shredded chicken. And at the same time, I have sweet potatoes going in the oven. And so now I already have two proteins going at one time. I have sweet potatoes in the oven for my first carb. And maybe I'm going to do another carb and I'm going to do rice on the stove. You could also just get rice out of the bag. 
for the microwave. It's just as easy. And then I would move into the third category for quick and efficiency, and that would be time-sensitive stuff. So it's things where you need to be right there or it's going to burn. So maybe you're making a sauce for the week on the stovetop. Maybe you're searing meat to go somewhere else. Maybe you're grilling and your grilling is going to take a little bit less than 20 minutes, or maybe it's dressing. So I always think long cooking first, middle of the road, and then time-sensitive. And then lastly, like, just take some prep help from the store. When we talk about time and then we talk about efficiency and we talk about making things palatable, a lot of things are already done really well at the grocery store. I very rarely now buy fresh vegetables unless it's summertime and I go to like a an actual market and I want to taste the like beautifully grown vegetables that are local. I get frozen veggies all the time. I think that and I also pay a little extra and I get the steamable ones because I want to save even one more step and I just throw it in the microwave to steam them and I'll do, you know, frozen green beans. I found really good frozen asparagus at Costco. It's like the best thing ever where you it comes in four individual packs and it's like four and a half minutes and it steams in the microwave and it's actually just as good as the fresh. Uh, So Get frozen veggies. It's easy. It's an easy way to add that different flavor to your mood and your food. I get frozen and cooked meats already. Like I eat lunch meat and I buy rotisserie chicken and chicken sausages and I buy frozen grilled chicken strips. So you don't have to make everything on your own. It's okay to take some help from there. Uh, For carb sources, I'll buy instant oat packets or they even have like frozen already made oats that just go right in the microwave. And those are great for like if you actually have to take your food to work, rice packets, frozen rice, frozen potatoes like that Alexa brand. All of their potato like options are delicious. And it's from like fries to wedges. You could get like, what is it? Green Giant. They have all the different mashes and all the different like cauliflower rice or sweet potato rices. Like all of that stuff is just easy vessels. Like I think about carbs as an easy vessel to change up how I'm going to serve my protein. So then you can get that from the store. And uh, yeah, that just kind of makes it easy. So Those are like my biggest tips. Like when we're thinking about meal prep, like don't let it overwhelm you. You just have to have a couple tools in your toolbox to make it easy. And really, if there's one thing you can start doing, it is prepping ingredients in bulk and turning it into meals based off of your mood and starting with protein because it requires the most of your attention is just a great way to start doing some meal plan and then like I said carbs and fats they're easy to add in so get out there do some meal prep I'm here to answer any questions and uh yeah thanks for joining me today guys on my solo episode all right have a good day